Section 19 of A Year with the Saints, translated by a member of the Order of Mercy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. October. Confidence. Ecce ego vobiscum sum. Behold, I am with you. Matthew 28, 20. 1. As the omnipotence of God is infinite, nothing is impossible to him. As his wisdom is infinite, nothing is difficult to him. As his goodness is immeasurable, he has an infinite desire for our well-being. Now, should this not be enough to make us repose all our confidence in him? Scopoli This thought must have taken strong hold of a certain servant of God in Rome, who, as it is recorded, once addressed this prayer to him. O Lord, I desire that there may be no delay. Think of the matter thyself, for I mean to be heard. Thou art my father, and if thou wilt not do this for me, there is no one else who can do it. Consider, if through the merits of thy Christ I do not deserve it, do not grant it, and I will be content. St. Francis de Sales was filled with so much confidence in God that he was in perfect tranquillity amid the greatest disasters, for he could not persuade himself, as he often said, that any one who trusts in a providence infinite in all respects has not cause to hope for a good result from whatever it permits to happen to him. The Lord once appeared to St. Gertrude and said to her, When anyone has complete confidence in me and believes that I have the power, the wisdom, and the desire to aid him on all occasions, this ravishes my heart and does me such violence that I cannot help favoring such a soul on account of the pleasure I experience in seeing it so dependent upon me and to satisfy the great love I bear to it. 2. God certainly desires our greatest good more than we ourselves desire it. He knows better than we by what way it can come to us, and the choice of ways is wholly in His hands, as it is He who governs and regulates all that occurs in the world. It is, then, most certain that in all chances that can befall, whatever may happen will always be best for us. St. Augustine St. Francis de Sales, knowing that all events succeed one another according to the disposal of divine providence, rested upon it more tranquilly than an infant upon its mother's bosom. He said that the Lord had taught him this lesson even from his youth, and that if he were to begin life again, he would despise worldly prudence more than ever, and allow himself to be governed entirely by divine providence. 3. Do you desire security? Here you have it. The Lord says to thee, I will never abandon thee. I will always be with thee. If a good man made you such a promise, you would trust him. God makes it, and do you doubt? Do you seek a support more sure than the word of God, which is infallible? Surely he has made the promise. He has written it. He has pledged his word for it. It is most certain. St. Augustine it is related in the life of St. Rose of Lima that she had inherited from her mother, who was very timorous and apprehensive of danger, such great timidity that she did not dare, in the night, to go from one room in the house to another without a candle, except for prayer, for the sake of which she conquered every terror. One evening she lingered longer than usual in the little arbor which had been built for her oratory in the garden. Her mother, afraid that some harm might have come to her, resolved to go in search of her, but not having courage to go alone, she asked her husband to accompany her. When Rose saw them, she immediately ended her prayer and went to meet them. Then, excusing herself for her tardiness, she went back with them to the house. 
but on the way she began to say to herself, How is this? My mother, who is as timid as I, feels safe in the company of her husband. And am I afraid, accompanied by my spouse, who without ever leaving me is continually at my side and in my heart? This reflection made such an impression on her mind that it banished every terror, so that, from time to time, she was no longer afraid of anything, and in any appearance of danger she would say, non timibot mala quoniantu mecumes i will fear no evil for thou art with me surius relates to st hugo bishop of lincoln that he was one night grieved and disturbed by the thought of a disaster which he believed to be impending then recollecting himself he smote his breast and said wretch that thou art god has promised to aid us in all tribulations and art thou afraid of anything that may happen Four. We are firmly convinced that the truths of faith cannot deceive us, and yet we cannot bring ourselves to trust to them. Nay, we are far more ready to trust to human reasonings and the deceitful appearance of this world. This, then, is the cause of our slight progress in virtue, and of our small success in what concerns the glory of God. St. Vincent de Paul St. Anthony and St. Francis arrived at the highest perfection only by confiding obedience to these words of the gospel. If thou wilt be perfect, sell what thou hast, give to the poor, and then follow me. 5. Both for our own profit and the salvation of others, it is absolutely necessary to follow in everything the bright light of faith, which is accompanied by a certain unction secretly diffused in our hearts. Truly, there is nothing but eternal truth capable of filling our hearts and leading us in a safe path. Believe me, it is enough to be well established upon this divine foundation to be sure of quickly reaching perfection and being able to do great things. St. Vincent de Paul St. Philip Neri always prefaced any business of importance by prayer, by means of which he acquired such great confidence in God that he used to say, As I have time for prayer, I have sure hope of obtaining from the Lord whatever grace I ask of him, for I rest entirely upon the promise of the Lord that we shall receive whatever we ask in prayer with lively faith. It is told of St. Francis that his brother, seeing him barefooted and thinly clothed in the depth of winter, sent a boy to ask him, in mockery, to sell him a drop of his sweat. The saint replied joyously, Tell my brother that I have already sold it all to my God and Lord, and at a very good price. Father D'Avila took a vow of poverty, that he might preach the gospel more freely, and said that he found great support in this promise of Christ. Quarit primum regnum dei, et hic omnia adjacenter robis. Seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you, for it had never deceived him. 6. O Lord of my soul, who can find words to tell what thou givest to those who trust in thee, and how much, on the other hand, those lose, who, though they may have attained to ecstasies and rapture, yet confide in themselves. St. Teresa this saint said she had known persons eminent in virtue, and who had ever attained to the prayer of union, who afterwards fell into the power of the demon, because of their overwhelming self-confidence. For when the soul sees herself so near to God, and perceives the vast difference between the good things of heaven and those of earth, and experiences the great love the Lord manifests for her, there springs up from these favors such security of never more falling from the happiness she enjoys that it seems to her impossible that so delightful a life 
should ever be exchanged for the baseness of sensual delights. With this confidence she begins to expose herself to labors and dangers, without discretion or regard to proportion, not considering that she is not yet in condition to leave the nest and fly, as her virtues are not confirmed, and she has no experience of danger. 7. To rely upon our own talents is a cause of great loss. For, when a superior, a preacher, or a confessor, places confidence in his own prudence, knowledge, and intelligence, God, to make him know and see his insufficiency, withdraws from him his help, and leaves him to work by himself. Whence it happens that all his pains and labors produce little or no fruit. This is often the cause why our undertakings fail. St. Vincent de Paul This is clearly seen in the crossing of the Red Sea by the Israelites and the Egyptians. The former placed all their confidence in God and crossed successfully. The latter placed theirs in their horses and were drowned. St. Francis de Sales managed all the affairs that God entrusted to him with success. The cause of this was that he trusted never to his own ability, but wholly to divine providence, and he never hoped to succeed in a business if he had any other reliance than his. St. Philip Neri used to say, if a person voluntarily puts himself in the way of sin, saying, I shall not fall, I shall not commit it, it is an almost certain sign that he will fall to the ruin of his soul. 8. Let us endeavor to conceive a very great diffidence of ourselves, and to establish ourselves firmly in this virtue, for, of ourselves, we are good for nothing, except to spoil the designs of God. This will keep us in entire dependence upon his guidance, and make us have recourse constantly to his help. St. Vincent de Paul The Venerable Father de Ponte said of himself, that those things that frequently furnish a motive for dejection, such as human frailty, or one's own weakness and sins, rather produced in him a greater confidence, for he fixed his eyes upon the goodness and mercy of God, to whom he had entirely committed himself and his interests. St. Vincent, King of Bohemia, was asked how he felt when his army had been routed, and he himself had been taken prisoner. He replied, I never felt more encouraged than I do now. When I was well provided with human aids, I had not time to think of God. Now that I am quite destitute of them all, I think only of God, and that he will not abandon me. St. Philip Neri exhorted his penitents to follow his example in sometimes saying to God, O Lord, do not leave anything to me, for if thou help me not, I shall surely fail. Or, O Lord, expect nothing from me. He also said that in speaking of future contingencies, we ought never to say, I shall do, or I shall say, but rather, with humility, I know what I ought to do or say, but I do not know what I shall do or say. 9. Be careful not to depend or rely much upon the friendship and protection of men, for they cannot sustain us by themselves, and when the Lord sees us leaning upon them, he withdraws from us. St. Vincent de Paul this holy man not only refrained from seeking human support, but even refused it when spontaneously offered to him. One day, the governor of a city asked his influence at court, in favor of a certain affair, and promised that he would in return protect his missionaries against any who might molest them. But the saint made this reply, Whenever I can do it with justice, I will serve you willingly. As for the interests of my congregation, I beg you to leave them in the hands of God and justice. 
It was a rule with him not to seek anything by the influence and favor of men. St. Jane Francis de Chantal was of the same opinion. Her brother, the Archbishop of Bruges, once wrote to her that in an interview he had just had with the Queen of France, she showed a desire for her prayers and those of her order. He urged her, therefore, to write to the Queen, who, he said, would be much pleased with the attention. The same advice was given her by many persons, both inside and outside of the convent, but she would not receive it, and wrote to her brother a letter of excuse, begging him to assure the Queen that she and all her nuns would not fail to recommend her to the Lord. She spoke of the matter in this way to her religious. I cannot and must not do it, for we ought to keep ourselves too much abased and hidden, to seek by human invention to retain a place in the hearts of the great. If we study to do our duty in regard to them before God, by praying for their safety, their prosperity, and, above all, their salvation, God, who has undertaken the charge of us, will bring us to their minds when we need their help, and will incline their hearts towards us. St. Teresa once said, I am very sure that there is no safety in relying upon men, for they are like so many stalks of dried rosemary. They break under the least weight of disappointment or contradiction. The true friend in whom alone we can trust is Jesus Christ. When I rely upon him, I am conscious of such power that I feel able to resist the whole world, were it opposed to me. 10. Whoever manages his affairs with artifices and subterfuges offends the providence of God, and renders himself unworthy of his paternal care. St. Vincent de Paul This glorious saint kept always at a distance from all artifice and everything he said and did, and left scheming, as he often said, to the prudent of this world. The same is true of St. Thomas, St. Bonaventure, St. Charles, St. Mary Magdalene de Pazzi, Sister Maria Crucifixa, and others, as we have elsewhere seen. All of these prospered in their affairs, and were much esteemed and favored for their frankness, not only by God, but also by men. 11. When one puts all his care on God, and rests wholly upon Him, being careful, meanwhile, to serve Him faithfully, God takes care of Him. And the greater the confidence of such a one, the more the care of God extends over Him. Neither is there any danger of its failing, for God has an infinite love for those souls that repose in Him. St. Francis de Sales The same thing was once said by our Lord to St. Catherine of Siena. Think of me, and I will think of you, and take care of all your interests. St. Hugo, the bishop, said that it was his experience that the more he attended to performing well and diligently all that pertained to the worship of God, the more God provided for him in all necessary things. More than any other, St. Francis manifested, and still manifests, this truth, by the wonderful protection of divine providence which he experienced, and which sustains his sons even to this day. And so the viaticum which he gave his companions when they were going to a distance was the verse of the Psalms, Docter super dominum curum tuum et ipse te enutriet, Cast thy cares upon the Lord, and he will sustain thee. And when the Pope asked him about his means of living, he replied, Holy Father, we have a mother truly poor, but a very rich father. Tolerus relates that the servant of God, being often asked by various persons to pray for different objects, promised to do so, but sometimes forgot, and in such cases these people always obtained what they desired, and came back to thank her. Astonished at this, she said one day to the Lord, How is it, O Lord, 
that thou grantest these favors which I never asked. And the Lord replied, See, my daughter, on the day you gave me your will, I gave you mine, so that sometimes, if you do not ask me for a particular thing that I know you will be pleased with, I do it as if you had asked me. 12. Whoever serves God with a pure heart, and, setting aside all individual and human interests, seeks only his glory, has reason to hope for success in all he does, and especially under circumstances, when, according to human judgment, there is no help. For the divine works are above the sight of human prudence, and depend upon a loftier principle. St. Charles Borromeo This holy cardinal was accustomed to have recourse to God in all his affairs, and commenced, continued, and completed all his undertakings with prayer. The more arduous and important anything was, the more prayer he gave to it, and if it happened that something appeared not only difficult but even hopeless, he did not recoil in the least, but urged himself forward with greater spirit and redoubled prayers. It was thus that he succeeded, to the wonder of all, in so many great affairs, that seemed to human judgment impossible. The saint was once talking with a person of rank, whom he was trying to persuade to have confidence in God in all circumstances, because he never abandons, even in the smallest things, those who put their trust in him, and by way of proof he related the following incident, which had happened to him a little while before. He said that his house steward complained of being without money, and did not know how to provide for the urgent needs of the house, and therefore requested him to be more sparing in alms and pious works, as it was by expenditure of that kind that the house was reduced to such extremity. But he replied only that he ought to trust in God, and hope for help from his divine majesty. This advice failed to satisfy him, and he went away much discontented. Within two hours there arrived a bundle of letters, among which was a bill of exchange for three thousand crowns remitted to the saint from Spain. Sending for the steward he gave them to him, and said, Take them, O thou of little faith, behold the Lord has not abandoned us. He added that this was truly a work of divine providence, for he was not expecting such a remittance, nor should it have been sent until two months later. We read also in the process of his canonization that at the time of the great conflicts with the king's ministers on the question of jurisdiction and on account of the excommunications fulminated against them, the governor of Milan, with some of the secret council opposed to the cardinal, often thought of taking rigorous measures against his person, as they knew no other way to hinder him from defending the rights of his church. But every time that they assembled in the king's council to settle upon something, the thoughts changed in their minds and the words upon their lips, so that they could come to no resolution against him. They themselves were bewildered and greatly amazed at this, not knowing to what they should ascribe their change of purpose. But doubtless it was the result of his great confidence in God, in reward of which God blessed all his enterprises, removed all obstacles, and brought them to a happy ending. It ought, however, to be noticed, as the writer of the life well observes, that this confidence of the saint was altogether regulated by Christian prudence. He was much watchful in keeping himself from the vicious extreme of presumption. He never exposed himself to unnecessary dangers or entertained extravagant plans of little advantage to the service of God, and not weighed deliberately and wisely. He employed due diligence and precaution, and on certain occasions he did not refuse human aid, not taking it, however, as his chief reliance, but in subordination to divine providence. 
all this is clearly to be seen in the prudent regulations that he made when the city of milan was desolated by the plague and on a thousand other well-known occasions thirteen the pressure of necessity gives occasion to show whether we truly trust in god believe me three strokes will do more than ten ordinarily if god puts his hand to the work and he always does when he takes away human help and obliges us to perform work above our strength st vincent de paul when this saint was once told by his house steward that he had not a sou for daily expenses without considering the special ones for approaching ordinations he replied with a tranquil heart and cheerful face full of confidence in god what good news blessed be god now is the time to show whether we trust in him oh how infinite are the treasures of divine providence which we dishonor by our want of trust king josephat finding himself assailed by a great number of enemies turned to his men and said we have no power to resist so many let us then raise our eyes to god and trust in him and all will be well with us and so indeed it was fourteen if a dry stick possess humility and self-annihilation and then be chosen to office god will give it sensitive and intelligent life rather than permit his servants to be without good government st jane francis de chantal the story of the blessed berengaria a poor clare furnishes an illustration of this she lived for a long time in a portuguese convent employed in the lowest offices in the kitchen for on account of her love of humility she made herself appear like a peasant and a half idiot so that she had become the laughing-stock of the sisters and was considered unfit for anything but the meanest position in the order after a time the abbess died and all the nuns assembled to choose a successor they had no decided preference for any of their number and thought the first ballot would show who was most likely to obtain the place each of them therefore without informing anyone else gave her vote to berengaria considering that this would afford her the desired opportunity as she was sure not to be chosen and so when the father presiding at the ceremony had received and read the folded ballots of the nuns he found that berengaria had been legally elected therefore he bade her in the name of god take the seat of the superioress to receive from the others according to custom the first token of homage the humble maiden was constrained though with very great repugnance to take this position but still greater repugnance was felt on the part of the nuns who murmured against such an unexpected election and refused to recognize as their superior one who was quite inexperienced and wholly unfit for such an office seeing this the new abbess interiorly moved by the holy spirit turned towards the tomb there placed in the centre of the chapter house and called upon the dead nuns to rise and render her the prescribed homage to teach their living sisters what obedience they owed and behold the sepulchre instantly opened and seven nuns came forth one after another kneeling they offered homage and obedience to berengaria and then remained on their knees at her feet in presence of the whole convent until she bade them return into the sepulchre and rest in peace which they reverently did amazed and affrighted at this sight the nuns all threw themselves at the feet of their mother humbly asked her pardon for their fault and promised and always observed most perfect submission and obedience to her fifteen when we are to undertake anything for the service of god after invoking his holy light and discovering his will 
though we should employ the human means which we consider necessary and suitable in carrying out the orders of divine providence yet we should not depend on them but on the divine assistance alone and from an expect success with a firm persuasion that whatever happens will be best for us whether it appears good or bad according to our individual judgment st vincent de paul this saint when someone asked to be remembered in his prayers once answered thus i have been occupied in business all this morning so i have spent very little time in prayer and that with many distractions you may judge how much can be hoped for to-day from my prayers but this does not discourage me for i put my trust in god not certainly in my preparation nor in all my efforts for i am sure that the throne of god's goodness and mercy is raised upon the foundation of our miseries whatever business st ignatius loyola undertook he did everything as if all depended upon himself and trusted in god as if all depended upon god End of section 19